Yes, we are live. Welcome to episode 19 of Live Lunch, your weekly dose of... <laughs> whatever it is. Fun. Of fun Humor. during your lunch break on That's a Tuesday right. with right. me, Johan Philip, and usually Joel Virgo, who leads Emmanuel in Brighton. But today we have two very special guests. A returning guest, Tim Jones, who <laughs> is the uh, brain behind... Joel Virgo. Joel Virgo. Joel's That's an claim that I was going to make. He is the wizard behind that's, that's the, what thinking. the yeah. curtain. He's the, the wizard behind the curtain. And yeah. our debuting guest mm. for our last Carvel episode King. of season one is Matt Carvel. Woo! Yeah, good to be here. Matt Carvel is the distinction of being the youngest appointed elder at Emmanuel. So far. So far. Mm. So far. Yeah. And... Uh, is in his early 20s. Oh, no? close. close. Mid-20s. <laughs> yeah. Used to be. Youthful, yeah. Yeah, we all used to be. Uh, well, I guess you guys are still in the early 20s and we haven't... But welcome to the show, Matt Lovell. Matt Lovell goes to the site that meets at the Clarendon Centre and is an elder at Emmanuel. And yeah, and we've got the big finest, Bible in front of me that's to right, distinguish. Just to one of our finest teachers else. at Emmanuel. And a good friend of mine. Ah, Very good, good friend of mine. As, yeah. as you all are, everybody's good friends. Right, but I'm especially yeah. friendship with that. We go back many <laughs> <Yeah>. years. Our, <laughs> our, our wives used to live together before we got married. Yeah. So that was lovely. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Live Lunch, episode 19. Thank you for tuning into an entire season of Live Lunch if you have. Uh, we will be back uh, post Easter with season two of Live Lunch and things will look a bit different. But this is our last episode. And for our last episode, we have stuff planned. What yeah. have we planned? <laughs> We have a quiz. Ooh. Um, so, <laughs> the winner. Wait, these are, these, are, these are the two smartest guys at Emmanuel. Yeah, we threw yeah, in some questions that will help you out, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the winner gets to uh, eat or have some of um, the lovely millionaire shortbread that myself and Susie Hosey looks good. made yesterday. Wow, it looks amazing. And the loser. It looks amazing. <laughs> Has to bite into a chili oh and oh recite the creed, oh. which we do have some helpful cards here. In case we've read, got it. Read in the case creed. you don't know the mm. creed off by heart. I don't know why I agreed to this. <laughs> okay, you ready? So we're going to start you. It's quick fire, so we need you to kind of buzz in. Is this it? We're starting now? Yeah, we're going to start. Okay, so right. How are you going to announce that you want to answer? Because it's going to be Just like the table. Okay, whoever hits the table first. Oh, right. We're going to warm you up with some questions. Why don't we just say the answer first? How many children does Joel Virgo have? Five. Wait! Oh, five! I didn't finish no, no, no. the question. I thought we weren't doing the bang in the table, though. Yeah, we're going back, we're going back to the table, otherwise it doesn't count. Right? I felt they only different buzzer sounds. Uh, say, your say your names. Say your names. No, let's... <laughs> yes! Okay, okay, let's keep going, let's keep going. Can we not just shout that the answer? That was a practice question. Oh, you practice. Can, yeah, you can shout. Who shout shouts first? And then you can determine uh, who said it first. List them in order of decreasing age. Uh, decreasing age. Uh, uh, yeah. Hudson, Calvin. No, that's. No. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Hudson, Tally, Calvin. Tally. Joni, Billy. Tim definitely got that. I was panicking because I was thinking the other way. I was thinking it's ending. Next question. What is Simon Brading's most recent album called? Alive with Worship! He can read the first. Um, the sudden pressure just came upon all of us. What is the most popular language spoken in India? Hindi. Yes. Boom! I thought we were going to I signed up to a Bible quiz here. What's been the most popular food order for live lunch season one? KFC. Wings. Yes. 
Correct. Matt Carvel got that one. What it was, was it? KFC. Did you guess? You've had that the most. Uh, no, I'm obviously yeah. a dedicated follower of the show. What's the score? Okay. What's the score? So currently, Johan yeah, is really. in the lead with two. Yes! Uh, Matt, you've got one, and Tim, you've got one. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but it's all to play for. Okay. Okay. Oh, sorry, this is the second part of the quiz. Right, okay. okay, this is a quick fire Sermon on the Mount questions. Oh. Ye are the what of the earth? Sword and light. Yeah. Okay. Um, Christ said he came to what the law? Fulfill. Uh, fulfill. Uh, <laughs> and I also said salt. No. No, look, there's some rigging going on here. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I jumped in first. I jumped I in first. It was going as quick. I heard it. I know you noticed know it. At the moment, there was a lot of fear of the chili that I'm detecting. Protecting it. What is the capital of India? New Delhi. <laughs> yeah. We're just trying to pop some in here. We put an easy one. Why put an easy one? Okay. Guys. Last one. I think the last, last one. one. This finish is the, of the whole thing? No. no oh, the, um, finish the Glenn Scrivener quote from Sunday. God wants to see you to the bottom so he can love you. Two stars. Tim, Tim did get that. What? You know, I didn't have that. We didn't have that. No. We didn't have that. Oh. Well, anyway. I was thinking of that amazing quote on the Nomi and Brothelist stuff. This is our last round, and it's oh, very wow. Bible specific. Oh, I'm what struggling here. What are the scores? I'm struggling. What are the, who's, who's in the lead? Oh, are you. Mm-hmm. What are the scores? Uh, you, because of the Indian questions. Yeah, three, one. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Matt is... The only in. question I've got right so far on a Bible quiz is KFC. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> so far. Okay, where was Abram from? Uh. Tim. Uh, uh, the book of Judges records a warrior refusing to go and fight. No, without Deborah coming along. Oh, uh, Which warrior? Barrel. Yeah, Barak. Goodness sake. <laughs> so um, read this really good. Who is, <laughs> who is the Prime Minister of India? Modi, Modi. He got that. Tim did get that first. It is Narendra Modi. He did meet me. And last one, what was Esther's Hebrew name? Oh, Hadassah. Yeah. Oh, my word. Okay, there is one. This this oh, question. Wow, Ivan, you're really it's chilling. a joke. No, that is. So you have to try and give the the joke's answer. Mm. Oh, okay. And this one is worth three points. No, 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 no. So oh. Matt, so Matt, I think, I think it should be worth oh. all the points. This is. No. Oh. Okay. So you have to guess the answer of oh, your joke, joke, not just yeah. another punchline. Well, okay. Okay. What kind of man was Boaz before he got married? Sandov. No. Boaz married Ruth. Uh, Ruthless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is really good. <laughs> Sorry. So how many? Yes. I think, oh, I think yes. you know the results of this quiz. Yes. Right. You win. I think I won, right? It was three bonus points. Well, Tim was really much in the lead on that Bible round quiz, but now... <laughs> I got, they got slaughtered by us. Are we trying? Yeah. That's fine, we can change the shot, right? Is it yeah. seven? Matt, sadly, you so didn't get one. Uh, I think, I think and he wins, oh. he loses, and I... I'm, Matt, I'm oh, okay. <laughs> We're so not now, doing this now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here is the crucifix. Yes. There you go. Medium. This is amazing. Thanks for stepping in, Matt. We should have thrown in some Matt specific questions. Yeah, I think that was... We should have anticipated. Yeah, this is definitely. Uh, so should I go green or should I go red? Mm. Is green hotter? Green's hotter. Mm. Is green yeah, hotter? Yeah. So you want me? Uh, to all the cameras on Matt as yeah. he. Oh, we've got a lovely close-up. Oh, oh wow! Oh, wow! How is it? Oh, you want me to read this at the same time? Yes, if you would. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. 
I believe in Jesus Christ. The kit is going to kick in. <laughs> I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived smell it. by the Holy Spirit, <laughs> born in the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. Hmm. He ascended into heaven. He receives at right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. <laughs> Amen. Well done. Smash it. Well done. Thank you. Is that, is that actually looking good? Okay? No, it's yeah. fine. It's not actually. I have no one. Oh, well done. Well done. Unless it's like late and, you know, kicks in a bit later. Well, yeah. in about 10 minutes time. <laughs> uh, Shall we read the bit of scripture that we, we looked at last Sunday? We looked at lust, the topic of lust, mm-hmm. and Megan's going to read the verses from Matthew. Okay. Um, So this is Matthew 5, verses 27 to 30. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. Thank you. Thanks, Megan. Slightly distracted by the arrival of Domino's. Woo! That's so sorry. Thanks so much, mate. No, that's great. Thank you. Is that my oat? That's oat, yeah. Hot chocolate? Sorry, Matt. There's a... All right, I don't need that anymore. Would you uh, move the Bible out of the way? Get the pizza in. No, I'm. I, I'm oh no, that's yours. Yeah, no, go for it. Somehow I knew I was going to be eating a chili, so I just went for the water option. <laughs> cool. I feel like I'm distracted. Do you want to be distribute the pizza? Yeah. How do you want me to do this? They're all the same. No, chili. they're all different. They're all, they are all <laughs> like on the spicier side. I don't know what that one is. Oh, then. Looks good. Yes. A special treat for all of us from Domino's. Thank you to the lovely people at Domino's for making these fine pizza. And we did. Sounds no, I don't know. I don't know what it's ordered. Dips and everything. Mm. Oh, look, there's more, more chilies for you, man. Great. Oh, well, there's more chilies here. There's like oh, pizza for the team as well. Every, everybody that's here, everybody that's behind the scene, big thank you for all that you've done for us. Yeah. Over these past 19 weeks. 19 wow. weeks 19 of live weeks. Wow. What a series. Wow, 19 weeks of live lunch. Thank you That's to everybody. Almost half a year. Special shout out to Eva and Lara. Just the guys behind the scenes mm. have just been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and boom, lust. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nobody ever says lust. Gear That's change. Funny. Yeah. Um, I guess one of the first things that, that comes to mind when we read these bit of verses is they seem rather extreme, like plucking your eye out and chopping your hand off. But the other fascinating thing to say, and I'm sure you and, and Matt could like talk a little bit more about this, um, if the issue is, if the issue is heart change, does plucking your eye out and chopping hands off, uh, it feels like a bit of a disconnect because the the mm-hmm. problem is is your heart, yeah, yeah, and your motives and your mm-hmm. desires, and yet this seems to very much be the outworking of it yeah, rather than sure, the actual sure. root of the problem. So yeah. why do you think a it's so extreme and b uh, it doesn't feel like it's, it's targeting the heart. Mm-hmm. And I, I think uh, Glenn did a great job of uh, drawing our attention to that problem in, in the sermon and just saying how um, 
Bless you indeed. Uh, <laughs> just, just, just making that very point, really, that actually it's it's even more extreme than just plucking your eyes out or chop, chopping your limbs off. It goes right down to uh, the very root of your being and the the seat of your desiring, which we often call the heart, but um, it, you know, kind of in the in the Hebrew thought, it's like the bowels as well. It's, it's like the very depths of you, the place where. All, all of your deepest wants and desires come from. And it clearly, you, you know, Jesus, in saying this extreme thing, is pointing at something even more extreme. There's some, something fundamental about you that needs to change. And something well beyond your power to change as well. You know, it's, it's actually, in a sense, the good news is that the, the bad news is even worse than you thought. Mm-hmm. And the solution's even better. So this, that's what uh, Glenn was talking about in that uh, quote in the quiz, where you know that he he sees you all the way to the depths, so that he can lift you all the way to the heights. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just such a perfect way of seeing how um, the Lord comes mm-hmm. in. The Lord comes in to minister to this this deepest part of us, our, our wants, our desires. Mm-hmm. And I think as well, like if Jesus was speaking to from what we understand, a group of people who would have put a lot of confidence in their actions and in the physicality and in the outwardly the outward obedience of the law. And I guess Jesus was being extreme to challenge that confidence in their behaviour and say, if you're going to, if you're going to um, put trust in what you're doing, then you've got to there's a higher standard that you need to reach and actually mm. exaggerating it to such an extent say this is this is this is stupid if, if you're going to follow through on a sort of uh, actions based righteousness you're going to have to be this ruthless mm. to in order to get to the end of life mm. without having fallen short of the law and he, so he actually he's seeing in them where their confidence is and saying, well, you, you just think, if I, as long as I don't do this, I'm okay. Mm. Um, and he's like, well, I'm taking your idea to the the absolute extreme and showing how stupid it is, yeah. and then bringing in, but I, because actually it's about the heart, and the law was always about the heart in the first place. Mm. So I guess what does that look like for us today? Um, I think the, this side of the cross and living a lives of grace. Yeah, there's, one, there's one thing that's really worth bringing out about Christianity, which you don't necessarily see in other philosophies and theologies approaches to life and that's that you're not supposed to kill desire mm. i think that's really important because people mm. can react to this and say oh i'm supposed to just um be freed from desire i'm supposed to be like this sort of impassive uh you know stoic character who um doesn't feel anything or doesn't want anything doesn't need anything whereas um what you see in in the words of jesus in the sermon on the mount and the whole council of scripture is that you're built to be a desirer you're built to be one who wants and it's just the object of that that's going to cause you to either flourish or come unstuck so there's a kind of an encouragement to keep pursuing desire actually it's not it's not to Dial, dial down the fire, both in terms of seeking God, but also in the terms of seeking relationships as well. You know, you, you know the aim is not just to change all your desires to only be uh, uh, expressed in one way, mm-hmm. right? uh, so, so say in a religious service or mm-hmm. something like that, um, but actually to see your relationships with people transform, so your friendships get deeper, your marriage get more satisfying mm-hmm. for both of you and for, and more of a source for your family. Mm-hmm. You know, the desire is something that is supposed to be kept and nurtured. That's mm-hmm. the point, mm-hmm. not killed. Mm-hmm. I did wonder why, you know, why, I mean, you, you, you kind of know why 
um, a, a thing like lust and, and sexual imp- impropriety and deviance is dangerous, but there does seem to be quite a strong emphasis um, on it. Almost like mm. quite drastic. Um, yeah, it is quite a severe warning. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on why, why, why Jesus takes it to such an extreme? Well, I think um, our, our sexuality does strike at the heart of who we are as, as, as people. And, um, you know, uh, sexual acts are not just, just the act. I think it's 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 always it involves involves all of our emotions, but also our sense of identity. And I think often, well, almost I would say always, there is um, our, our value, self-esteem, sense of purpose are all connected to this. And 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 that's true in one sense about uh, everything that we do. We're not separate beings with a complete separate emotional, physical, spiritual. We are God has God has created us as who we are. But I think in our sexuality and it, it, that that topic is is it is one that is almost so obviously strikes right at the heart mm. of who we are as people. Um, and, and therefore that's why, why Jesus is making uh, direct reference to it, not avoiding the subject. Uh, and why, why what he says about it is still very much relevant to now because people are still wrestling with uh, uh, the, the same thing. How do we handle this this thing in as individuals and as a society that is so powerful we see the the benefits and the the positivity of it but we also see the destructive elements of sexuality all around us all the time mm. um and and then exactly what tim's saying that you know jesus is saying it unless this aspect of who you are and is is submitted to me and is yeah, connect, yeah, brought yeah. into the light of the gospel and is going to be destructive yeah. and it's and it's going to cr- cause huge problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, <clears throat> it's not about getting rid of that desire. It's about bringing mm. it into connection with God mm. and ha- you know following the way God says these things should be treated and thought yeah. of and handled and 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 done, um, which just changes the whole conversation about it. It's so fascinating what you said about the destructive impact of um, of sexual sin. The thing that really struck me the most was something or something that I found really helpful was something a pastor called Donnie Greggs uh, shared in, in a conference that we had a few years ago, where he said we can often view sin as me taking a bullet and you know oh, okay it's going to hurt me a little bit but I'm, almost like heroist like oh, I'm going to take one for the team and I'm just going to go go and uh, and take this bullet but but sexual sin is more like a grenade going off than you taking a bullet. It destroys everything around you. It destroys your family, it destroys your kids, it destroys your marriage. And I just found that really helpful because it just brought the stark reality of what sexual impropriety and and lust and, and adultery and sin can lead to. Mm-hmm. Is you're, yeah, for sure. You're destroying people's lives. You're destroying those around you. And yeah, there's just like a stark reality of, of how destructive sin can be. And yet, in an amazing way, we always got to see that there is such an incredible amount of grace. First hand, I've known what the some of the horrible, horrible, horrible impact of of sin or sexual sin can have on family life. Mm-hmm. And yet, I've seen grace outworked in an incredible way mm-hmm. to the point of restoration mm-hmm. and forgiveness and marriages restored. And it's just you have you have to hear God's message of grace. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. for me, there is that. That verse in Jeremiah thirty-one, where um, where God, where 
it's I think it's it starts off uh, with God really lambasting the Israelites for look how in, you've turned your back away from me look how incurable your your wound is and and look how how you've messed things up but return back to me oh virgin Israel and he uses that phrase mm. oh virgin Israel after quite clearly saying yeah. you have prostituted yeah. yourself with with every other god and as terrible as your your sin might be um god sees you as a virgin yeah. Yeah. it's incredible yeah. isn't it that like yeah. he he doesn't hold mm. that sin against you that's the path what jesus has done on the cross for us he's taken he's restored he's transformed he's given us a new identity he's given us new dignity mm-hmm. and yet the solution and hope and and forgiveness and just any hope again mm. is found in, in the gospel is found yes. in in god's love and you Amen. you kind of expect god to like sledge hammer you after that and be mm. like right now you've now you're great you 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 sort repentance and i'm going to block you but it's not that's not who god is he he yeah. brings you right back into the fold and jeremiah goes on to say or jeremiah it goes on to say um where there were once ruins i will rebuild the palace yeah. and it's it, again the promise of hope mm-hmm. that you may have you may have ruined stuff you may have destroyed stuff um but where there were once ruins i will i will rebuild palaces it's amazing so uh, so if you if you're listening to this and if you have uh if you're maybe feeling a bit condemned or convicted because these verses are hard verses to read just remember that this the you come to a god of grace yeah because i, th- I think it, especially with this topic but with any topic i suppose in terms of sin the the lie of sin is that sin is the end of the story mm. and i think especially <laughs> in this in this in this area people can feel like mm. this sin what i've done what i'm feel addicted to or that is the that's just my lot Yeah. in life that's the end of the story and sin is a final word but the gospel is no yeah. sin is part of the story but Jesus is the end of the story and therefore Amazing. it brings you into a whole when you see your life in God's story yeah. and if you're in Christ God has started a work in you and he says he's going to bring it to completion yeah. he yeah. is the one that's going to yeah. bring it to yeah. completion yeah. and 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 bring you through and and that's the story that you're involved yeah. in and I think you know i think again what glenn did wonderfully well uh, on the weekend was to cause us to look up mm. and see actually yeah. the story the whole bible the story of the gospel yeah. the story of god and his people in the world is a huge one of and and god is committed to it and he's yeah. bringing it about and we need to see our lives and our sin and our struggles and all yeah. those sort of in that light and i think without that you can you can't you can't get through that but mm. with that with that perspective it's just so helpful Brilliant. That whole thing where he said um, the the GK Chesterton quote about every man who knocks on the door of a brothel is a man searching for God mm-hmm. and transformed it. Mm-hmm. But God is the God who knocks on the with this, the Hosea story. God is the God who who knocks on the brothel door to call his his whoring wife back home, having paid yeah, um, yeah. having paid the price for her sin. It's just God is good. He God is, is good. such a good God. And we mm-hmm. yes, we enjoy food and we enjoy good mm-hmm. friendships, but This is all bonus, isn't it? This is mm-hmm. all bonus. Mm-hmm. I was just talking about this morning. Everything we have from is is bonus. God is all we need. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sorry, we've got no oh, um I, I guess I guess we've got a few more minutes left and the connection between sexual desire and God. Yeah, sure. He did say stuff about finding out <clears throat> fulfill. Sometimes as a guy feels weird for me to even how does this really out work like Yeah. The desires that I have are quite happily met in by my wife. Thank you very much. But Some hi, hi, <laughs> <laughs> the desire for intimacy. Yeah, okay. What is the connection between sexual desire and God? Yeah, is right. there a connection? <clears throat> or yeah, and I, I think that there's um, 
There's, uh, it's probably worth mentioning this book whilst, uh, whilst we've got a few minutes, which this, this one is called Fill These Hearts. It's by a Catholic writer, actually, Christopher West. Uh, God, Sex and the Universal Longing, which I think, you know, the subtitle gives you a bit of an idea of what's going on there. And what, what he does is a wonderful kind of theology of the body mm-hmm. and actually as how uh, you live an embodied life dramatising the big reality that you're built for, you're built by a creator, for a creator. Um, and in reflecting him, there's a, there's an enacting of desire that goes on in your life that... that, that I think Glenn did something of giving us this big picture as well, talking about how uh, you, you read the account of the creation of the heavens and the earth, and it's like that they're, uh, he says, oh, those two should get together, you know, there's this, this yeah, kind yeah, of complementarity yeah. that goes through the whole of creation. It's not, yeah. It doesn't start with just there being men and women and families and this kind of thing. It's, it, it's actually hardwired into the way that God has created, and he's created to reflect himself. Yeah. So the, the, the way that you're linking up ideas of um, sexual desire and the, 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 the idea of like, you know, everyone who rings the bell of a brothel is actually looking for God can be quite hard to get hold of because, yeah. no, actually, I've got a kind of priority one here. Yeah. And it, I'm, not, I'm not thinking of that kind of deep desire uh, that I'm designed for. I'm thinking of just an appetite being yeah. fulfilled in, in an instance. I'm, I'm hungry, so to speak. Um, but really, even in that, it's it's a just a microcosm of your role as a reflector mm-hmm. of God. So your your big desire and your big purpose, your home really is with Him. It, you know, the the deep desire, the, and as uh, West says in the book, the universal desire. So it's not just you and I who follow Christ. It's actually this this thing that is human. It's in everyone, and it's fulfilled in this God who actually rashes down the door to come and rescue you yeah. and to, to bring you back to himself in Christ. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, we've got a wonderful insight and um, gifted grace thing that has been, been, been our experience of life because yeah. of what he's done, which we, you know, that's what we want to share with people. Brilliant. And practically for, for maybe people who are struggling with, <clears throat> I guess, uh, lust and, and desires, which could be channeled in in inappropriate um, avenues. What what would you say to them? Mm. Well, I, think, I mean, there's lots to say, but I think yeah. it goes to every. It goes to everyone. You know, I, th- I think this this is not something that's that's specifically for a, a group of people. Yeah. This is what we. I guess what we want in our, in our culture here at Manual is is as a culture where we are helping one another. We. Mm-hmm. We, we, have, we have small groups, we encourage friendships, we want people to be known by one another. So you're talking about all aspects of life. Sure. And, so, and, I, and I think there, is, there, there can be a, a shame and a secrecy about this area. Uh, and that, the first thing, as, as Glenn said on, on Sunday, is to, is to bring that into the light. And I think that is the first, the first step. And I think that's, it's, it's acknowledging that we need one another as well. Uh, and, and so talking, talking, about, talking about, yeah, temptation, struggles where sin is receiving forgiveness and and that sort of thing because i, I think it, one of the one of the aspects i've found it, i think when you're when it's just you that sense of being forgiven can something that you almost withhold from yourself mm-hmm. i don't feel <laughs> forgiven mm-hmm. but having a brother or a sister <laughs> yeah. uh, saying to you okay you've confessed mm-hmm. and, I'll, and i'll and and follow that up with and christ forgives you yeah. and receiving yeah. that is such a powerful thing yeah. as well there's huge power a transformative power in yeah. forgiveness Brilliant. and i think that's part of what it means to share our lives we're not just sharing 
oh, you know, I've done this or you've done that. You know, it's so that it can be brought into the light and that process of repentance and forgiveness can actually fully take place and not be shortcutted. Brilliant. It's not just about talking about everything we do. It's about receiving forgiveness, receiving grace, being told who we are in Christ and and having our identity in Christ affirmed over us as well. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, You guys have any any top tips for people? I just say, yeah, accountability and honesty is so powerful. I think you're so much, when you keep stuff hidden, there's Mm. so much shame. Mm -hmm. But actually, when you're open, when you feel like you can be open with people, there's so much freedom Mm. that comes. Mm. Because it is exactly that. People actually speak life to Mm -hmm. you and actually you find real acceptance. Mm. (coughs) Being accountable. Brilliant. Yeah, Yeah. I I, I think to say that it's... um, it's all to be seen in the context of the hope yeah. that that is that comes from knowing that, that there is this one who started a good work yeah, in you, yeah. wants to see it through to completion, yeah. and furthermore wants to you know use the body, which is the church, to minister to you. Yeah. So we believe in the priesthood of all believers. We don't we don't believe that there's like a clergy laity mm. uh, thing going on in terms of ability to mediate God mm. to one another, um, and there's a great excitement in being able to talk to someone and realize that they're going to be used by god in mm. in ways that go well beyond Amazing. even their best intentions yeah. they want to do you good yeah. but actually you know you're looking and saying well what's the spirit doing here yeah it's always more than the sum of its parts there brilliant guys thank you so much for joining us dr tim and uh machiavell the elder um can i make a point of clarification before we finish because I, I do want to affirm that Joel does have a brain of his own and we are all, all very grateful for it. I just yeah, want to go on record as saying yeah. that because I Makes my job may have so much the, opposite, yeah. the opposite of that earlier. In there case you had any doubt, thank you for clarifying <laughs> that Joel Vogel does have a brain. Yeah. I'm grateful for it, <laughs> including me, especially Amen. me. Thanks so much for joining us, all our five viewers. We are so grateful for you. This is just yes. for you and we are grateful. Thank See you. you in season two. See you in season two. Season two. Hey. Hey.